You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back to Cosplay Confidential. I'm your host, Kiki, and I am here in the Podcast Detroit studios in beautiful Royal Oak, Michigan, with our co-host, Sean, from Magnitude Cosplay. Hello, hello. And our faithful producer, Will. Hey, how's it going? Hey. It is going fantastic, because we have on the line with us a fabulous cosplayer uh, based out of Atlanta. This is Angelic Days Cosplay. Welcome to the show. Hello, there was theme music. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> it was also incredibly jarring because we're all like, we're talking, you know, sort of quietly and just chill and then. <laughs> so, yes. Well, I'm, well, also, I didn't know that uh, our guests could hear that. So I'm very excited to know that you could hear that. So, hooray. <laughs> it built the atmosphere. It's fun. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Um, so my first question for you is, um, how did you come up with your cosplay name? Okay, so this is a very easy and boring story, and that's just that Evangelion is one of the most formative pieces of media to me, my life, the way I consume fiction, etc. And I, when I was picking a Tumblr username, however many years ago when that was still relevant... Uh, I thought of an Evangelion spin-off manga I like, which is called Angelica Days, D-A-Y-S. So I just stole that and then changed the spelling so Evangelion wouldn't sue me. And then it stuck, and now I'm here. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> and it's just like, you, some, people, some people occasionally will be like, is, is that an Evangelion thing? And I'm like, yeah, it is. This is how I find the real ones. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you know if you're a true fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, the Slice of Life spinoff from episode 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, so kind of getting into... Oh, exactly. <laughs> um, so kind of going into you as a cosplayer across your entire um, backlog. And I'm going to preface this by saying I think I already know the answer to this question. This is more so for our audience. Um, is there a specific like fandom or series that you would say you either cosplay from the most or identify from the most to where you have cosplayed it the most? Well, my friend, I do own 32 separate Yuri on Ice costumes. Yep, there I know. are 12 episodes of Yuri on Ice. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's not excessive. That seems, for, for a show I that's, know. from what I gather about ice skating, that seems appropriate. <laughs> Kirsten, right? you would love it. It's right up your alley. No, uh, Yuri on Ice, um, I've been a big... I've followed figure skating for a long, long time, especially uh, men's skating. And when I went to college, I didn't have, like, a TV or cable or my NBC Sports Gold subscription, so I got out of it for a little bit, just not keeping up with it. And then Yuri on Ice happened, and I just got dragged back into hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I remember my boyfriend showing me the trailer for it, like, the April before the show started airing, and I immediately saw the characters in the little 30-second teaser transition. Oh, no, in a few months, this is going to become my life. And then it did, and it just hasn't stopped being my life. So here we are. So the show came out, it was, was it October of 2016? Somewhere around that time? So you've done almost one Yuri on Ice cosplay a month since that show came out. 
Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> On average. Wow, that's crazy. Um, I, uh, I've, I've had conventions. Um, uh, last hall mat, I had my cosplay lineup planned out. And not only did, was I bringing six different Yuri on Ice costumes to this convention, I was bringing six different Yuri Plisetsky costumes <laughs> to this one convention. So, uh, yeah, the fandom's going strong. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel that on a deep personal level. So, yeah. Like, because I, I will milk one character for, like, all the outfits possible. So I really feel you. Right. That's awesome. Right. It's, it's a lot. But um, it's also something where I probably wouldn't have started trying to have an online social media presence or anything if Yuri on Ice didn't happen. Because the reason I created my Instagram account in the first place was when I was starting on my um, Yuri Kotsky Eros costume build. Because there was so much new stuff I was learning how to do to make that and a lot of um, things that I was really proud of. So I was chronicling the progress of that and wanted a place to post it. So I probably wouldn't have ever gone online with my cosplay were it not for this franchise, which is just wild to think about. Because I'd been cosplaying for years before Yuri on Ice was a thing. But I'd never really cosplayed anything that was popular or relevant or currently airing or what have you. So I never felt the need to post anything online. And now it's like, oh, hey, thanks for that, Yuri on Ice. I have a vague, some kind of undefinable presence that I wouldn't have without <laughs> you. Yeah, it's it's it seems like cosplaying something that is relevant, even even if it's not something that you're like super into, which I mean, clearly you are into this. But it it would it seems like cosplaying something that's super relevant, even if it's not something that you're into, would like everyone is just drawn to it, and then they would find some other cosplays that you've done. Have you found? Um, have you gone back to any of your other cosplays that you did before Yuri on Ice since that? Oh yeah, all the time. Um, not as much anymore just because my skill level has increased so much since I started like cosplaying a bit more seriously. A lot of my older things, I'm like, oh, do I want to wear that again? But um, yeah, I have revisited a lot of things. And one thing that I've found that's actually been really nice is uh, Yuri on Ice is one of the only really like big series that I cosplay from. But um, I am very fortunate in terms of the cosplay world in that there is zero difference in engagement, people's response, whatever, between my Yuri on Ice or my JoJo or my popular show posts and my really obscure stuff. I've been lucky enough to build up an audience that has about an equal response and appreciation for everything that I do, even if it's something that they've never heard of. Like the last time I did a just sort of account survey or whatever on my Instagram, the average person who follows me said that they only recognize maybe between 15 and 20% of my costumes, but they're still really engaged and like seeing them. So that's sort of something that I always personally strive for as a cosplayer is I want to make sure I make uh, costumes and post photos that are engaging and interesting enough on their own that it doesn't matter if it's from something that's popular or something that's trending. People are just going to want to see it regardless. And that also sort of keeps me in check and stops me from falling into that mindset of, oh, I'm going to do this thing just because I know it'll get a good response or just because it's popular. So it's a good thing to sort of keep a positive, like, engaged relationship with the people who like seeing my work and also keeping myself from trying to burn out or ever try to do something that I'm not. That's a great way to look at it. Just, you know, creating 
things that it's it's content that's engaging to look at no matter if you recognize it or not. Uh, so that's that's a really that's really refreshing, honestly, to hear. Yeah, I think that's a I think that it's a big barrier that a lot of people kind of end up hitting for themselves is when they get something that goes sort of somewhat viral and they feel the need to only do that thing. Like, I love Yuri on Ice. Like, my God, I love it. But if I ever stopped liking that show, I wouldn't feel forced into cosplaying just that and only that anymore because mm-hmm. I have a lot of other things that sort of get... Uh, sorry, misspoke here. <laughs> we can edit this out. I don't know the direction I was going with that. I had a little um, ADD moment there. But <laughs> I, uh, I do think that it's a trap that people fall into pretty frequently and probably the most frequent cause of cosplay burnout that I personally see among people is people who feel the pressure to only cosplay certain things because they think that that's the only kind of content that their followers or people on the Internet are going to be looking for from them. When I think that really if you just throw out there and commit to doing stuff that you really love, then the people who respect you for that and the people who like that content will find you eventually. You might not get like the meteoric growth or attention that you're looking for, but overall you're going to end up um, attracting an audience who appreciates your work a bit more holistically. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and luckily, I feel... if... Go ahead. And luckily, if you like Yuri on Ice, that's 40% of my content. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, kind of approaching the topic of content, uh, a lot of um, a lot of what you post, and I think a part of why I found you uh, was because you tend to post a lot of, or not tend to post, that sounds weird, but you create for your audience a lot of tutorials on different topics. Like I saw your one not too long ago on using rhinestones in cosplay, um, which is something that I'll probably end up referring to once I inevitably make my Yurikatsuki cosplay. Um, so could you tell us Please kind do. of, <laughs> could you tell us a little bit about, um, Kirsten is giving me a face. Um, I think it's a good face. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, so could you t- tell us a bit about kind of the average creation process of those tutorials, kind of what goes into them, how you decide which tutorial topic to go for next and things like that? Okay, so in terms of my motivation to create more tutorial-based content, informative posts in general, a lot of that comes from the fact that I've gotten a whole lot of good and positivity through the cosplay community. Like, I've received a lot of really great attention, support, friends, everything else. And in terms of giving back to the community, that's not something that I can do a ton financially. And I, so um, tutorials are sort of the way I try to approach it in terms of if I can make something that helps someone have a better time or that is able to help someone enjoy their work more, then that's my way of trying to give back a little bit of the good that I've received. So that's sort of my motivation in trying to make things that people can consider useful, if that makes sense. Um, in terms of deciding topics, a lot of that just depends on usually me being up late at night thinking about something very hard and going, I could elaborate on this in a professional context. (laughs) But tutorial creation is usually just me thinking about something for a while, me opening up a Word doc and just drafting out all of my thoughts, editing down, and then whenever I'm on public transit, making that into a physical post based on my notes later on. It's just little information slides that I post on Instagram, but it takes anywhere between two and five hours to make them sometimes just in terms of me talking and thinking and everything. So I'm obviously really glad when those get appreciation because 
a lot of people, I think, perceive informational-based content as being lower effort because it's just often, in my case, pictures I already have and text that I um, wrote myself over a period of time. But it's a lot higher effort than I did this photo shoot once and have saved the photos, and here I am posting them a couple months later. It's something that I do, like, actively a lot goes into. Um, and again, in terms of topics, I am decently good at cosplay construction. I'm okay at sewing. I'm okay at armor making. I have, like, good mid-level stats on most things. However, I am not a top-tier sewer. I'm not a top-tier painter. I'm not a top-tier armor person. So usually any kind of con um, any kind of guide or tutorial that I could make on a lot of crafting-based subjects, I feel like there are already resources out there of people who are more experienced than me and better than me at it. So I try to form the topics that I talk about on more conceptual things or stuff that is either like a vaguer, more wide appeal or things that I just haven't seen people discuss a lot previously. Like all my tutorials aren't so much tutorials as discussion posts. Um, one I did somewhat recently was just uh, talking about the judging of cosplay contests and why you can't, as an audience member, really relate to what went into someone's costume and why you, as an audience member of a cosplay contest, it's not really a judgment that you can make of who deserved to win or not because I've judged a few contests. Here are some variables that I've noticed happening. Here are some things that a lot of people don't necessarily consider or don't even know are factors that are considered. And that's something that came up because I had recently seen a cosplay contest result that a lot of people were complaining about in my local area and figured, all right, this is something I have experience on and something that I haven't seen discussed in a public setting. So I feel like it could do some good if I talked about this in a more organized and formal context. And I think that's great to, to be able to kind of speak to. I'm um, just kind of speaking from my own experience as um, a cosplay judge and all that, which admittedly isn't a whole lot, but definitely from being kind of in that seat, you know, you definitely kind of pick up on things that you would see as a judge that you wouldn't see as a contestant. Um, so kind of being able to kind of speak to that, I think was great. And I remember seeing that post too, um, when you originally posted that, um, I had an, another question. I'm blanking out. Kirsten, can you pick up where I'm about to leave off? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I have been uh, scrolling through your Instagram the entire time that we've been talking and just, you know, spam liking <laughs> things from the Casper Confidential page. Um, and one character that's really stuck out to me is your Junko from Danganronpa. Oh, yeah. Danganronpa, or as uh, my friend Nick and I call it, Dango Bongo. Um, so grandpa's yes, yes. <laughs> so I think Sean's embarrassed of me, but that's fine. I'm fine yeah, I'm with not that. At all. Great. Um, so what, uh, what drew you to that series and that character? Uh, genuinely, uh, I watched it forever ago when the anime first aired and said, ah, oh, I really like that character design would be fun to do, but I don't know how I'd make the wig. And now, like, six years later, I just sat up, bolt upright in bed one night, and went, I know how to make the wig. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. Nothing really special there. I just had a little galaxy brain flash of, I know what I can do. It is, <laughs> And then decided, all right, that was the last barrier keeping me. Here I go. I'll throw this together. It is fabulous. You did a stellar job with that. <laughs> um, Thanks. Yeah. I really want to redo the costume because um, it was mostly just 
things that were in my closet already that fit and then took out to a train station to do a little self-shoot. But I am proud of hair and wigs, so I might actually, now that I sort of have proof of concept for liking how I look as her, which isn't something that often happens with female characters, that's definitely a costume I want to revisit with a bit more work and effort put into it in the near future. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So since you mentioned um, doing that kind of self-photo shoot with that at the train station, kind of going on to that topic, how do you decide kind of like, you know, which cosplay do you build gets like a photo shoot, which one um, kind of doesn't get as many photos? Because I noticed um, the last time you posted uh, Chat Noir, which another great cosplay of yours, uh, you mentioned that that was one that you hadn't gotten to do a photo shoot of yet. So is there kind is there like a process or kind of like any determining factor that goes into like kind of like if two cosplays are up to potentially get photo shoots of, is there any like what's kind of the deciding factor, I think, between choosing one or the other? Honestly, the main factor is just whether I have a good concept or inspiration for working with the character. In the case of, uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, in the case of Chat Noir, it's like, I, I like Ladybug, it's fun that I own that costume, but I have yet to come up with a really strong concept, aside from some of those initial photo edits that I did, mm-hmm. that I think suited the character in terms of location, posing inspiration, the sort of gimmick to or idea behind the shoot, etc., and I don't really know anyone else who cosplays from the series, so there's no group shoot to really motivate me, and I haven't really gone back to it. Versus, if you want to talk about another French character, I've done maybe eight different photo shoots as Angera from Les Miserables, mm-hmm. with really heavy concept work and different styles and everything like that. And that's just because I keep on getting new ideas or seeing new influences and things that remind me of the character. So I really just kind of play it by ear in terms of, I'll shoot something if I have an idea for it, and if I don't, well, I'll keep it for the indefinite future. I have a lot of outfits that I um, have only done a couple of cursory photos of and I've just worn at cons a lot just because I haven't quite found the perfect location or don't quite have the perfect idea that I know I want to play off of yet. I also have a couple of sort of cursed costumes, but that is a different issue. Don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) I have exactly uh, three costumes that no matter how many times I wear them, no matter how many photo shoots I do, I just can't get quite what I want with them, and we will figure it out eventually. I think, and that's kind and like, I definitely am glad that you brought that up, because I think that's something a lot of cosplayers kind of come across and whatnot, is kind of the cosplay that they liked making, enjoy making, enjoy wearing, but like, just doesn't quite have the same effect for them as others. I know for myself, um, a few years back, I gender, excuse me, I gender bent, uh, Raven from teen Titans. And like, it was like a good cosplay, but it never real, I could never get it to really like pop. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So are there, um, yeah. So you, so that's, that's one that you said you, you really, you really liked a lot, but then it just never popped on social media. No, just more so as far as like, I think like reception or how I felt personally myself with the cosplay or like getting good photo or like really kind of an all of the above thing. So how do you, um, angelic days, um, take a cosplay from just, oh, I like this. I've put a lot of work into it. How do you take it to the next level? Do you think? Um, take it to the next level in terms of sort of presentation. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I usually, there's a couple of different ways I kind of go about it, but I always try to make sure that when I'm planning a shoot, whether it's thing with a photographer or something that I'm shooting myself, that I have a concept that I want to lean into with it, be it just something very vague and generalized, just to make me look as fantasy prints as possible, <laughs> just leave it at that, or something that's incredibly specific, like I am going to plan an entire photo shoot based on the imagery of St. Sebastian or something that's a bit more like out of the way like that. I think that that's the factor that allows people to enjoy costumes even if they don't know the source, is when you do photos with more of a this-is-my-idea-in-mind versus I'm just trying to get photos where I necessarily look the best, if that makes sense. Like, there are lots of times when I'm shooting something where I have a photo where I look very good in it, and it's like, oh, I like that, I like how I look, good angle on me, the costume, etc., but it doesn't have the same energy as maybe a photo that's more dynamic or more physically interesting to look at where maybe I don't look quite as good or I'm not as visible. And I think that that's something to consider as well is, are you considering your cosplay and your face and your appearance as the main focus of the art that you're creating and posting? Or are you considering the overall image to be the art? And there's no right answer or wrong answer to that. It depends a lot on what you're going for with the character and the kind of work that your photographer tends to want to produce. But I think that thinking about it and having an idea in mind of how you want that final product to be presented is a good image. And same thing with... Um, figuring out a photo shoot with any specific kind of gimmicks that you want to have to it or concepts involving that. Like um, with my Diavolo or Diavolo, I don't know how to say things in <laughs> Italian from uh, JoJo. I basically just saw a neat folding full wall mirror in one of the hotels by Dragon Con and thought to myself, all right, so duplicity is an interesting theme involving this character. So when I get a friend with a couple minutes free and a camera, we're just going to do a neat photo shoot in all of the mirrors. Like, it's not a fancy concept. It's not a high-effort concept. But it is some strong artistic imagery to kind of lean into and plan your posing and your presentation around, just to give you some kind of kernel to start with instead of just picking a pose and a backdrop and kind of going at it which honestly is somewhat hypocritical because that's what I tend to do as a <laughs> photographer. Like as a, cosplayer and <laughs> as a cosplayer and as a model, I like to do the more image creation things. But as a photographer, my exclusive goal is just to make people look as pretty as possible, no matter like body shape, appearance, what their cosplay is, whatever. I'm just like, you book photos of me, I'm going to make you perfect, let's go. <laughs> so I do kind of go in a different direction depending on which side of the camera I'm on. Right, yeah, your focus would shift. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we do, I think, need to start the wrap-up process here. So Kirsten, in regards to the three random questions that we have, I am going to choose blue. Blue. I'm going to uh, ask you to choose between three different colors because you just picked the same question. You know what? I'm going to ask the same question because it's a good question. Yeah. Um, if you could mash up any two of your characters into one cosplay, what would you do? Oh, no, you picked the one that I didn't have a ready immediate answer <laughs> for. <laughs> if you're more comfortable uh, answering a different one, we can do that. No, 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 I'll do this one. Okay. Uh, you know, to mash up two characters, do the thing. Um, 
I, every bone in my body really wants to do an Algera from Les Miserables, Fire Emblem Free Houses crossover. Oh. And I have no rational reason for that. It's just, oh, this is my favorite character to cosplay, and I've been thinking about nothing but this video game for the past two weeks. So every character I see right now, I'm like, what if Fire Emblem AU? I could see an entire cosplay group based off of that sole concept of the crossover between Fire Emblem and like, Les Mis. Yeah. I, 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 it needs some finessing. I need to figure out the angle I want to approach it from to make it work. But, my dude, I really want that to happen. <laughs> the only thought that, that immediately comes to mind is that pre-time skip Dimitri would be Javert. Post-time skip Dimitri would be um, Jean Valjean. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other, a cosplay group that's a like, weird crossover thing that I have absolutely wanted to do for years is a sailor scouting legion but the only roadblock i have with that is i do not know whether it would be funner to have like the sailor moon characters in scouting legion uniforms but like made into their colors and the outfits or whether it'd be funnier to have like the attack on titan aaron armin levi etc just in sailor moon uniforms in scouting legion colors i don't know which way would be funnier i mean hey why not both yeah why not both it's a good call. <laughs> um, so uh, one last question before we uh, wrap everything up. If you could give any advice to beginning cosplayers, what would you say? Um, don't try to make your big dream project first, is what I would say. Because that's something that I got frustrated on and have been frustrated about in the past is I have this new skill I want to do. I have this thing I want to wear so much, and that's super important to me. So I try to make it the first thing that I pursue. And then obviously, because I'm less experienced in that specific skill, I get discouraged. I end up spending way too much money because I end up having to remake things and mess it up. That would be my number one piece of advice is, yes, you have that thing that you really love, you really want to build and make, but make sure that you're doing it when you're at a point where it's in your skill level, where it's in your budget, and where you know you can be happy with making it. So start with something that maybe you like, but it isn't that absolute dream project, and then just work your way up to that. It's fine to not make your favorite thing immediately and have it be a goal for the future. That's that's a... That's a solid, rational, like practical point. Mm-hmm. That's really that's refreshing to hear. <laughs> I mean, we get a lot of you know very practical advice on this show, but a lot of advice that we get is like, you know, it's super encouraging. But this is also like encouraging, but it's kind of like the is, the is coming more from I think a growth mindset. Yes. Yeah. Um, so th- we definitely appreciate that. Um, could you please remind everybody where we can find you on social media so they can follow you? Yeah. Uh, I'm at Angelic Days Cosplay on Instagram. That's Days, D-A-Z-E, so that Gynax doesn't get mad and sue me. <laughs> and as well as on Twitter, where I don't talk a lot about cosplay and talk mostly about figure skating. If that's your jam, the season just started and I'm already dying. And also on YouTube where I have lots of tutorials, photo editing stuff, fun things going on there. There's also just a chaotic side of me that you get to see in my con vlogs that goes directly against my very talkative and professional image anywhere else. So if that intrigues you, check that out. Awesome. 
Um, Sean, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Magnitude Cosplay, all one word, no underscores or dots or anything like that. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter at Magnitude Cos without the play because it's that I just wasn't feeling it that day. So it's just Magnitude Cos on Twitter. I'm going to say it every time. It's because you're all cause and no play. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Will, Will, where can we, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me at Will Loves Pizza on Instagram. Awesome. And last but not least, Kirsten, what about you? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Real Kiki Elise and Facebook at Kiki Elise Cosplay. You can find Cosplay Confidential on Instagram at Cosplay Confidential and Facebook at Cosplay Confidential Podcast. Uh, you can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, anywhere fine podcasts are heard. Thank you so much again for joining us. We really appreciate you calling in. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd love to talk with you again sometime, so hopefully that can be arranged. Uh, well, Absolutely. Once, yeah. <laughs> uh, once again, from Cosplay Confidential, I'm Kiki. I'm Sean. I'm Will. And who are you? I was Cat. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Keep creating. <laughs> no, you're good. Keep creating, inspiring, and sharing the love.